celebrate Good Friday and Holy Saturday before Easter. And we'll just wait a few seconds here and get everybody going on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. All right, here we go. Happy Good Friday, Holy Saturday. We're in the Triduum. We're leading up to the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And there's a lot of people saying to me, hey, I don't have access to get to Good Friday liturgies, Holy Saturday liturgies, uh, or I'm sick, or there's COVID still in my area, or I have little kids. What are things that I can do at home? So this is just a short video. This is just suggestions. This is just a dad on a webcam giving you suggestions. Don't feel obliged. You might think some of these suggestions are dumb or silly. Don't do them. No problem. But here's just some quick suggestions for people who want to do something, but maybe don't know what to do. First off, Good Friday, for over a thousand years, well, actually, going back to the 300, there's a, a lady pilgrim named Ageria. She went to Jerusalem. She kept a diary. The key, the center of the Good Friday liturgy has been to kiss the cross. For her in Jerusalem, it was kissing the true cross of Christ found by Helena. So in the tradition, if you go to the liturgy on Good Friday, the central, the central part of that liturgy is to kiss the crucifix. So if you can't get to Mass, or a mass of the Pre-Sanctified, a divine liturgy, you can, if you have a cross, a crucifix, you can take it down, you can say the prayers, you can say prayers to our Lord, and you can kiss the crucifix, kiss the cross, and it's a form of spiritual communion. Again, it is the bullseye, it is the center of today's liturgy. So just because you can't get to one physically, or you have little kids and it might be very difficult, I understand, uh, you can always do that. So kiss the cross. Um, you can watch The Passion or Jesus of Nazareth. I know if you have little kids watching The Passion, I really don't recommend, uh, recommend watching The Passion with kids below 12 uh, because of the violence, but even more so the demonic. Uh, the depictions of Satan and the demons and the possession of Judas are very scary for little kids. So I wouldn't recommend that. But for adults, yes, it basically goes back to the medieval Passion plays. This is just the film version of it. So that's... I think, a wholesome thing to do. Also, pray the Sorrowful Mysteries and repeat them. If it's your custom to pray five mysteries or five decades on, a, on any day of the year, maybe do the Sorrowful Mysteries three times, 15 decades. You know, Every time you take a lap, you're going deeper and deeper into the Passion of Christ. And you're asking Our Lady to help you. One of the things that I recommend most and I actually just finished doing it about an hour ago, is reading the Gospel of John on Good Friday, but in particular reading the passion, crucifixion, and death as depicted in the Gospel of St. John. Traditionally, the Catholic Church uses the Gospel of St. John on Good Friday. There's a bunch of reasons for that. I won't go into it. But you should read the passion narrative of the Gospel of St. John today. It will take you less than six minutes, maybe a bit more depending on your speed. But I think it's just a wholesome, good thing to do. We should be in scripture. Um, if you want to listen to it and you're one of my Patreon patrons, you can go to patreon.com forward slash DR Taylor Marshall. I have a download there for the patrons so that you can listen to the entire gospel of John, but in particular, the passion narrative. I think that's important. And then another thing that people don't know 
they think that you have to go to church for the Stations of the Cross and it has to be led by a priest. Ideally, yes, there are certain indulgences by doing it with, as a group and at the blessed physical Stations of the Cross inside a physical church. But as a devotional practice, you can get a copy of the Stations of the Cross by Googling it or searching for it. Or if you have a traditional missal, you can, as a family, go through the stations of the cross. You may not have the phys physical stations in your house. Some people do. Um, but you can go through the narrative of the condemnation and the suffering of Christ, you know, the 14 stations. So that's something you can do as a family. It's something you can do with kids as well, and you can incorporate them into it. So those are my recommendations for Good Friday. Read The Passion of St. John. Pray the Sorrowful Mysteries maybe three times. Do several laps. Kiss the Crucifix. Uh, watch the Passion or Jesus of Nazareth and do the Stations of the Cross. What about Holy Saturday? Holy Saturday is difficult. I mean, if you attend the Holy Saturday pre-55 or even 1962 Holy Saturday Vigil Mass, it's long. It's a major commitment. We're talking, depending on how the priest does it, it could be three, even five hours long. Hopefully not that long, but if you include a lot of baptisms and confirmations in there, it can really stretch out. So we have found, Joy and I, to take our kids to that is very difficult. Maybe one or go. Last year, we actually took everybody, and it was awesome. Um, now, the little ones fell asleep, but it was quite the experience. So if you can't make it because of where you live, no access, you have little kids, here are some things that I can recommend. On Holy Saturday, there's a lot of lessons, Old Testament lessons. And there's also some a New Testament lesson and a Gospel lesson. I recommend reading that. Get your Missal out. Get your Father Lassant's Missal, your St. Andrew Missal, your 1962 Roman Missal, whatever you have, and read those in the vernacular out loud to your family and discuss them. Another thing you can do on Holy Saturday is teach your family about the doctrine, the Catholic doctrine of the harrowing of hell, that Christ descended into hell. He descended to the dead not to suffer, not to go to Gehenna, not to go into the fires of hell, not to be tormented by demons. No, he descended into hell, into the realm of the dead as a victor to announce that he had opened the gates of paradise. Remember when Adam and Eve sinned, they were kicked out of paradise. When Jesus died on the cross on Good Friday, the veil in the temple was torn from top to bottom. What does that mean? It means by Christ dying on the cross and dying for our sins and atonement, redemption, God tore the tail, the, the veil, tail. He tore the veil. Sorry, I've been fasting all day. He tore the veil from top to bottom and made it possible for we people to enter into the Holy of Holies, which is symbolic of heaven. So before that time when Jesus died on the cross, the Old Testament faithful, like Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Ruth, Sarah, Esther, they went into what's called limbo. They were waiting in limbo until Christ died on the cross. Christ descended into limbo, and he brought them out and brought them into heaven. This is the mystery. This is the theology that we commemorate on Holy Saturday. You should teach it to your family members and discuss it and talk about the importance of the Old Testament and how the Old Testament people looked forward to Jesus 
And we, the New Testament people, look backward to Jesus. That's what Holy Week's all about. We look back. They were looking forward. We look back. Another thing you can do is make an outdoor fire. I think this is especially helpful if you have little kids and you're not going to go to Holy Saturday. It was tradition to have communal bonfires, especially in the medieval era, on major feast days. They weren't liturgical. They weren't rituals. They were basically a get-together where you have a big bonfire and people to get together and sing and have fun and maybe dance and feast and all that. Um, as you know, Holy Saturday is marked by the holy fire. It is a holy fire. It is a blessed fire. Anything you do at home is not that. So don't confuse that. Don't. I wouldn't say don't get your missile and do those prayers around a fire in your backyard. That's kind of confusing the... The, the secular and the sacred. Don't do that. But having a fire, getting prepared to celebrate that mystery, I think is wholesome and is good. And I think it's something that you can do and, and get your kids involved. The last thing that I would recommend on Holy Saturday that is a tradition that has been lost, we all need to get back to this, is families on Holy Saturday would finish their spring cleaning. Our family's been doing spring cleaning all week. We kind of got done today. But on Saturday, the house is clean, the yard is ready, everything's good to go. And the joy of Saturday is preparing the Easter basket, the Paschal basket. What is an Easter basket? Easter basket is a large basket usually. And you place and ceremoniously prepare in this basket with ribbons and bows and beautiful things, flowers, all the things that you gave up for Lent. So traditionally, when they didn't eat eggs during Lent, they would have real eggs in there. They would have real meat, real cheese, real bottles of wine, maybe a bottle of whiskey in there if they were from Scotland. What they did is Saturday is you're kind of getting ready and you're just like, we're at the end of Lent. Let's prepare a care package for ourselves in honor of the resurrection of Christ. And we're going to make it beautiful. It's like a bouquet of everything you've been missing during Lent. So the families would eat, in, in the family, everyone would add to the Easter basket what they gave up. So if someone gave up, let's say your daughter gave up chocolate, she'd put a chocolate bar in that basket. If your husband gave up whiskey, you'd put a real nice single malt whiskey in that Easter basket with a bow on it. Someone gave up candy, you put a little thing of jelly beans or candy, and everything in this basket is beautiful. It's like a bouquet of food. And on Saturday, traditionally, you would take that Easter basket to church and the, you'd line them all up outside church and the priest would come by with holy water and bless all the baskets. And then the people would take their baskets home on Saturday and on Sunday morning, they'd break into their big Easter basket. I think Easter baskets are not just for little kids. They're not just plastic. We need to get back to this idea of Easter basket. And I'm really glad that the priests in my area announce, bring your Easter baskets on Saturday afternoon. It's coming back. And we need to get it coming back everywhere. If you're a traditional priest watching or traditional family, we got to get this back. So get your Easter basket ready tomorrow and make it special and decorate it. If you can, get it blessed at church. If you can't, hey, no worries. You can still enjoy it. All right, that's my layman's advice. I am not the magisterium. 
I'm not a saint. I'm not a holy man. I'm not a monk. I'm just a dad with a webcam given some general advice. If it's helpful, great. If you like this channel, if you like this show today, give it a thumbs up like on YouTube, share it on Facebook. And if you're new and you like this content, you should subscribe and hit the bell. And every time I talk about this kind of stuff, you'll be notified and you can join us. All right, y'all have a blessed good Friday, a holy Saturday, and a magnificent, glorious, beautiful resurrection Paschal Easter Sunday. Pray the rosary every day. Thanks for watching. And remember, our Lord Jesus Christ is the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So go out there and be salty. God bless and Godspeed.